Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Funky Sam Medina Show. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and this is my motherfucking show. Hell yeah. No, what's up, you guys? For real, though, uh, I'm here, and I'm excited to talk about my week, I guess. I'm going to do that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have people on this show, but I'm also going to like kind of just talk about my my journey and myself and my life and my experiences and I guess whatever I feel inspired to talk about. And then today, I really feel like talking about just my week. Um, I had a moment uh, this past week that I was really proud about, but I'm going to kind of build up to it a little bit more and then just instead of just be like, boom, here it is, you guys, fucking full climax, 30 seconds into the show. No, we don't go like that, bro. We got to have a little bit of a verbal foreplay first motherfucker okay um so i uh i on sunday um going into the week i guess going into the week i had two shows planned that i was super excited about uh two comedy shows one was retro junkie on thursday whatever day that was i don't know the date uh i i knew the date but it's past so i forgot it uh, and Thursday, and then on Saturday, we had the Backyard Funnies in Sacramento at Jesse Rivera's house. And I was super excited about those both of those shows, um, especially the Sacramento one, because it's like my first time ever performing in Sacramento. I've never performed. It's close to me, too. It's, it's like an hour and a half away, but I've never performed in Sacramento. Um, but anyway, on Sunday night, uh, Athena told me that she saw a post on Facebook uh, that there was a comedy festival, the Neck of the Woods uh, Funny Comedy Fest was happening. It was like a good comedy competition. And I guess somebody had dropped out and there was one spot. And so I jumped on it. And so I signed up for it. I got the spot. And so that show was this, the, the coming Tuesday. So fantastic, right? I was not expecting uh, to get a show on Tuesday. And so I was super excited about it. And I was a little bit nervous because it's a competition. And like, you know, competitions are, I don't know. You know, it's like, uh, I always say that they're like a popularity contest and stuff. But like, they're nerve-wracking a little bit in a way. Uh, but then at the same time, it's a stage time, right? Like, I, I don't go to competitions expect, I hope. Uh, but I don't go to competitions expecting to like advance. Uh, I've never advanced at a competition before and so like you know i've done the rooster teeth feathers a couple of times i think i did castagnolis in san francisco um i don't know i've done other comedy competitions and stuff like that there's a, the tommy t's open mics competition and i've made it to the like the stage at the end because you know they bring up like the you know like a top four or five comics at the and then at the end they pick one and that person wins um, I made it on the stage, but I didn't, I never won. Athena won one time when we were there, which is pretty cool. Uh, so anyways, you know, I'm, it's a little bit nerve wracking going into it, but it's also just like, Hey, whatever. It's a set. And I wasn't expecting to do a set and I'm super excited about getting to perform. I love neck of the woods. The stage is really high up and it just, it just feels like a huge, big stage. And, uh, it was pretty packed. There's a lot of people there. And so it was just, it was a good time, you know? So, uh, of course, the worst part about it is going to San Francisco. Uh, there's not usually too much traffic going to SF, uh, but for some reason on this particular day there was, and it was super annoying. And it was you know whatever San Francisco getting to San Francisco traffic, 
Um, so we get to the city eventually. <laughs> and uh, what else happened? I don't know. So we went to Neck of the Woods. I love Neck of the Woods. Like I said, it's, it's a really fun bar. We get there and there's a, you know, the comedy show starts a little bit late, of course. People are filtering in. I'm outside, just kind of like whatever. I, I like to hang out outside. I'm also barking. I feel like barking is kind of like lost art, um, especially in a place like San Francisco because it's very touristy and people are looking for things to do. And so I'm just standing outside and people are walking by. It's like, hey, free comedy show, free comedy show. And uh, sometimes people go in. So it was funny because there was a band. The band was upstairs, uh, but it sounded like they're in the same fucking room. It was crazy. And so I'm outside and I'm like, hey, free comedy show. And this couple stops and they go, isn't there a band here tonight? I go, yeah, there is, but there's also comedy here tonight. And they go, oh, where's the band? They go, the band's upstairs. And they went upstairs. And then another couple came and I was like, hey, free comedy show. And they stopped and they're like, oh, sorry, we're here for the band. And they went upstairs. And I'm like, oh, no, she goes, isn't there a band here? And I go, no. Well, yeah, but there's also comedy. And they're just like, oh, sorry, we're here for the band. And she went upstairs. You know, they went upstairs. And then this third couple came by. And I was like, free comedy show. And they fucking went into the fucking comedy show. Hell yeah, I brought. I fucking, I barked outside. And a couple came in. And they fucking sat down. And they were there, at least through my set. I don't care about anybody else's set. I'm just kidding. Um, so, okay, back inside, right? Back inside. <clears throat> there's this lady in the front row and she is heckling the shit out of everybody and like not just like heckling but like she's answering everything like everything like anybody anything anybody says she has response for it like you know this wasn't what was said but like if you you went like i went to the store yesterday she'd be like what store you know like i don't know just stupid shit right just and a lot of comics are kind of getting thrown off about it and stuff and i'm like oh this fucking lady whatever you know um and then, like, I thought about telling her, I thought about, because I was standing at the, the front, I was, I was number six, I think. So I was standing at the front when the person before me was performing, and I was, like, really thinking about it, because, like, I was having a flashback to my days of doing security at a comedy club, you know, like, hey, could you keep it down, whatever? Uh, but this lady was fucking so rude, so rude. She was having conversations with the person on stage, like, the person on stage was, like, it was a it was a woman comic like a female comic and she was doing uh, I don't remember exactly what it was like self deprecating like you know about how she's not pretty or whatever it was and he's like you're pretty you're pretty like just yelling out stuff it was just it was terrible um, you know people think they add to the show and stuff like that but they really don't um, so I was like getting really upset because I used to do security at a comedy club and it's like you know you got to tell these people to shut the fuck up. Uh, but anyway, so I was next, and uh, I didn't say anything to her. And so I went up on stage, and I was super... I was. I, it's funny because I'm not nervous about my jokes, but when I once... Once I think of jokes for the night... So I do a thing where my first one or two jokes are going to be about the room or about something that's happening or about some elephant in the room, right? about something that everybody can kind of relate to. And I don't think I do this on purpose, but it's a way, I think, for people to feel more endeared to me to start the set off, right? 
So if I say something that like you're familiar with or that you're also thinking, you're going to be like, oh, this guy's clever or funny or handsome or something. I don't know. <laughs> and so I go up st on stage and this place is called um, Neck of the Woods. And my first joke. So I told Athena this joke. I whispered it to her at the table. And I said, do you think this is funny? And she said, it's a thinker. If you say that, you need to just let it sit for a second. <laughs> so I go on stage. I grab the microphone. And I go, what is up, Nick of the Woods? And they cheered. And then I go, this place has had... What did I, I can't even, I'm like getting all tongue-tied. I said, this place has had very good reviews on by an online user named vampire of the woods and then there was like a couple of seconds of silence and then the place just kind of like erupted in laughter i was like super excited about that and then my second joke so back to the band like literally the band was they were doing karaoke or it was something it was loud and it was, it sounded like it was in the same fucking room. They were upstairs. The music was upstairs. We were downstairs, but it sounded like it was in the same room. So you have this lady in the front heckling and you have this loud ass music, right? And so my second joke was, um, I've been sitting in the back all night thinking to myself, man, somebody's really good at Guitar Hero. And the place laughed really hard again. And the lady says in the front says i am i'm really good at guitar hero and then i look at her and I say well then why don't you go upstairs and play it with them and the place cheered yeah it was dope it was dope and then i had a little bit of back and forth with her i didn't like roast her but i kind of like i you know i said i'm gonna say what everybody's thinking shh i shooshed her and then uh i don't know she stepped on like, a few of my punchlines, uh which i hate you know whatever uh, but it happens, I guess. Um, but it was good, though. I, I stood my ground. I kind of, like, acknowledged her a little bit. I acknowledged the room. I did my jokes. I did my jokes well. And then I got off stage. And it was a good time. And, uh, I, you know, I went to the host. And I was like, hey, do, you know, do I have to stay to, to win? And he's like, no. Because that's one thing I worry about. Like, what if I leave? And like, oh, you know, first prize. The greatest comedian of all time, Funky Sam. Oh, he's not here? Oh, let's give it to the next person. Or something, right? That's what. That's why I stayed. Remember last the time, my last episode, I talked about the Roosters competition? I stayed to the end because I thought I had to in case, just in case, I advanced. Because um, I needed to leave. <laughs> I needed to leave right away. Uh, but I stayed to the end because I thought I had to. But, you know, remember back to that story? My back was really hurting. But anyway... Uh, so back to this. So he's like, oh, no, it's good. I'm like, cool. You know, we have a long ride home. You know, so we're going to head out of here. He's like, okay, great. You know, thanks. So I leave. And then I'm on Facebook. And I see, oh, there's another mic in Livermore. And it's on the way home. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to be more perfect. And so we go to the other mic. And I'm like, I think fifth or sixth or something on that mic. And so, you know, we go there. And we hang out. We do our thing. And I did a second mic. I did the show, the competition, and then I did the mic. And I, the, well, I didn't film it, but it was filmed. So I have that tape. And it was a fun. It was like, it was a little bark mic. And there was quite a few people there. And it was, they were kind of a little rowdy, you know. So I would tell a joke and they would laugh. And it was a good time. So I have that 
filmed and I put that on YouTube. It's private though. It's private. Um, so like you can't find it. Um, so all my stuff, really all my sets that I do and record, I put them on YouTube but I put them private. That way like I can kind of filter like who sees it. It's not like public knowledge, public access and stuff. Because the whole thing is when I first started doing stand-up in 2010, a lot of the comics on the scene were saying, don't put full entire sets on YouTube because then people won't want to come see you because they've already seen your shit, you know? And so, like, my, I want people to come and see me. I want, like, my friends and my family, I, I, anybody that will listen, I want them to come and see me. Like, I want to do so much comedy in front of so many people and I want all these people to be so proud of me. Uh, anyway, so we leave, we go to this Livermore mic, I do that mic, and that was a good time, and then we come home and, you know, whatever, right? Tuesday night, go to bed, have work the next day. Uh, Wednesday comes along, and it's a day off. Hey, I mean, what's not problem from work, uh, but it's a day off from comedy, right? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, doing comedy, like, every day, but I thought, you know, a couple days this week would be fantastic, you know? And then, like, I don't think I even have anything lined up for next week right now, or I don't know what my next comedy show is, to tell you the truth. Um but I think I have something. I'm booked for something at some point, I think. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we come home Tuesday night. It's Wednesday, whatever. I don't remember what I did on Wednesday. I watched Dynamite probably, AEW, woo-woo. Uh, and then uh, Thursday comes along, and uh, we're getting ready to go. I, I have turned the shower on, and uh, I get I get a little text message from the guy that, that produces the show, and he was like, Hey, uh, I just got word that uh, we're going to cancel the show tonight because there's going to be too many people there because of the game. You know, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> Mike's canceled because there's going to be people there. I understand. And, um, but, you know, a lot of other mics were starting super late because of uh, the game. The game. Everybody said the game. And I honestly did not even know what the game was. And so I looked up, I Googled, like, what the fuck game is it? And it was like some basketball playoffs. It wasn't even like the championship. It was like some playoff. It wasn't even like our team. It wasn't even like Lakers or any California team. It wasn't the Warriors. It was like, uh, I don't remember, like the 76ers and the Celtics. I don't know. I don't really follow basketball. I don't even know if those are real teams. I'm just kidding. I do know. I do know. I do know. Um, So Thursday night, uh, we were going to hit a mic after Retro. But since the Retro one got canceled... Uh, we decided to just chill, you know, like, fuck it. I got bonus stuff in on Tuesday. Like, that's super happy. I'm super happy about that. I ended up getting th- that that competition. Oh, I skipped ahead. I skipped so much shit. So, so Wednesday comes along, and I remember telling Athena, like, I haven't even heard about the competition. Like, I don't even know who advanced or whatever. And then at some point in the day, they tagged me in a post, and I tied for third place. So I advanced in this competition. So the first time in my comedy career I've ever advanced in a competition to the next round, like I'm super happy about that, right? Um, And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this, okay? Earlier I said how uh, competitions are are popularity contests, right? Because for the most part, like like the Rooster Teeth Feathers one, like not to call anybody out because it's just, it's how competitions work. The audience votes. That happens. Um, but you know, if, if I bring nobody and you bring 22 people, guess who's going to win, right? Even if you're shitty and I'm good, just, that's just saying, just saying, 
this competition specifically had comedian judges. So, like, it wasn't based on, like, popularity of the audience. It was based on, like, judges and, and, and comic experienced comedians who went in there and made a uh, decision that I should advance to the next round, which I'm super proud of. I'm super proud about. I'm super happy about. Um, I brought Athena because she wasn't on the thing, but she went uh, with me. So I did bring somebody. I don't think she bought a drink or anything, but she was there. It didn't matter because the bartender was upstairs with the band anyways, uh, for the most part. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was super happy and I was super proud of myself for advancing in the tournament, tournament, tournament competition. Uh, it's like a milestone. It's almost like a milestone for myself. I even made a tweet. I tweeted out, follow me on Twitter, at Funky Sam Medina. Uh, also on Instagram, uh, Venmo. Uh, what else? Anything you can find, anything you could possibly, uh, Mastodon, anything you could possibly find, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina. So go do it. Follow me, motherfucker. TikTok. I didn't mention TikTok. Go, go do it. Follow me. Um, I even put on Twitter, like, you know, I, w- I finally advanced in a comedy competition for the first time in my ever, for the first time ever. Uh, I feel so validated in my comedy right now. And it's true. Like, I honestly feel, and I like, I keep wanting to tell somebody this, but it, f- it sounds so like stupid and like, like, I don't know, like cocky, I guess. I feel so, I feel like I'm doing the best work of my life. I feel like I'm, I'm just like, I'm up there and I'm shining brighter than I've ever shined before and I know you're supposed to do that because it's progression you know but like uh, just this recent um, whatever I, I went through this this change a few weeks ago and uh, let's just say we uh, let's just say uh, you know we went on a magic a magic journey uh, we we embraced a magic journey and uh, we uh, came back to tell the story I don't know Anyway, so, so we, uh, what happened? We did the thing. We did the thing. Uh, we, uh, we ate the chocolate. We, uh, we, we, uh, experienced the magic. We went on the journey and, uh, it was a good time. And I feel like I unlocked something almost in my brain. Um, when you, when you, when you trip, it's like, it, 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 it expands your mind, man. But it does in a way because, like, I used to do mushrooms a lot, um, fifteen years ago, whatever. Um, and I've always, I've always um, said it's like a spiritual cleansing, you know. Um, but I think this particular journey wasn't more about like the spiritual cleansing because I haven't, done, I haven't done mushrooms like since like, like I said, like fifteen years. Uh, I'm an old guy, you know. And, uh, but this particular journey wasn't more like a cleansing. It was more like an, like a, like an unblocking, like, like not just so, okay. For example, let's look at a dryer, right? You have the little, the little, uh, lint trap thing, right? You pull that out, you like scrape it off, boom, right? You kind of cleansed it, right? But in this particular situation, I feel like somebody fucking stuck a hose in me and sucked out all that hard, grimy, baked-on lint that's been there for 30, 40, 50, whatever amount of years that's followed me from lifetime to lifetime. This is weird shit, right? It followed me from life. Like, there's this baggage 
that I've had on my shoulders that's followed me from lifetime to lifetime, from life to life. And I was able to kind of remove that burden from my shoulders. And um, I had this experience like this. I wasn't even planning on really talking about this. I had this experience where I felt like I was standing up straight for the first time in my life. Like Like I didn't, it's one of those things where you don't know you feel like something until you don't feel like it anymore. And then you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't supposed to feel like that? That wasn't normal? I feel like I always had this huge big coat on me and the coat was removed. It's weird. It's crazy. But it's true. There's this baggage that I've been, a burden that I've been carrying with me from life to life. And I was finally able to get rid of it. And even if I don't do anything with it, even if I just, whatever, if I die tomorrow, then I know, guaranteed, that going into my next life, I won't be carrying that with me anymore. And I will be able to start that life at the beginning with a clean slate. That's fucking crazy, right? Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it, motherfucker. Uh, just kidding. Um, but so ever since that happened, I feel like like my nervousness has went away uh, going on stage. And I feel like because uh, I used to have it was weird. I had this so much anxiety going on stage. And then it was like the more I did comedy the more anxiety I got. But then I would tell myself, you've been doing comedy for 10 fucking years. Stop doing this to yourself. And then that would make it worse because then I wouldn't put pressure on myself to not do it, but that was already doing it. But then I would be upset that I was, you know, it's just a vicious circle. But like, ever since I had this unblocking, I just feel like I've been shining on stage. I just feel like, you know, I've been doing so well. I've been, my timing has been impeccable. I've learned one thing. So I've been doing comedy for like 13 years. I stopped doing comedy for four years, but I, 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 I for the totality, I started comedy in 2010 and I'm, I'm a one-liner comedian. I, I do, uh, you know, there are two or three lines, whatever, but I do one-liner type of jokes, right? Like I don't have an OnlyFans, but I do have an OnlyFans. Boom, right? That's two lines, but that's a one-liner. And then I tag it. I, You know, unfortunately, that person could not be here today. You know, like last night, I did that backyard show. And one of our friends was there with her baby who was four months old. And I said, uh, my only fan is a four-month-old. You know, whatever. I just, I tag it with whatever's fun, whatever's in the room, you know, whatever's going on. Um, well, that was technically outside. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, so I finally learned... I, I I was able to be this 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 thing was lifted off my shoulders and I've just been able to shine so hard and I finally I finally got pausing down okay so let me tell you about pausing I'm just all over the place right now I just feel inspired uh, let me tell you about pausing okay when I used to pause on stage and this goes back to like forever I have a panic attack in my brain I don't know what it is I'm like oh my god they don't know they don't know they don't know um, I think I think it was uh, this comic who who told me one time, oh, when you pause, uh, it sounds like you're thinking of what to say next, right? And and so for me, if I pause for two or three seconds, that feels like a lifetime, and I'm like, oh my god, I panic. 
Like they think that I don't know what I'm doing, whatever, right? And um, sometimes it would make me mess up and I would just forget and I would lose my train of thought because I would just freak out in my mind. Uh, I, I would go through this and lately I would see, I would, I would watch other comedians on stage and I would just, I would just observe people go, that person didn't say a word for a couple of seconds and it wasn't the end of the world. The audience still waited for that person to continue. And so I kind of started playing a little bit with pauses and I feel like I've gotten really good at using pauses in what I'm saying. Like, for example, uh, uh, let's see, um, Big Al. So I did that, I did that mic in, uh, in Livermore on Tuesday night, the second one, the open mic, and uh, the host is a guy named Big Al. Right, not Big Al, but a different Big Al. Anyway, you you know, or you don't know. I don't care. Um, but Big Al, right? There's a character in South Park named Big Gay Al, and so I I was nervous because I was doing a joke about the room, and like I didn't know if anybody would get the South Park reference, and so I told myself if they laugh, I'm gonna tag it with you silly goose, right? So I go, uh, you know, keep going for Big Al, everybody. And I go, hey, Al, I really liked you. And I paused. And then I said, in South Park. And the whole place fucking laughed. And then I said, you silly goose. Um, but that, that pause built anticipation, right? So I'm getting better at knowing when to stop for a second to let it breathe. Just like that joke, Vampire of the Woods, right? Because Athena said, this joke is a thinker. You got to let it breathe a little bit, you know? And going back to like, I think, I want to say like 2016, 2017, uh, I did this show at the San Jose Improv, and I met this guy, I, I'm still friends with him on Facebook to this day, uh, this guy Eugene, he's a super cool dude, uh, but at the time, you know, I didn't know him because he was like a friend of a friend, right? Like a friend brought him to the, to the show at the Improv, and he told me after the show, he said, you know, I, what I really liked about your comedy was you really made me think because what I do is I I put the dots out there and I let you connect them right and um, like another example of that is um, you know I say uh, my target shirt size is target shirt size right so you're supposed to go oh shit target is a place that sells shirts and their shirts only go up to this size, and he's fat. I get it, you know. Or like, um, what else? I don't know, you know. But like, what I do is I put this there, and I put this there, and you connect them. And so, in a way, it almost feels like you interact with me, like you're, you're like you're part of it. I don't know if that's a good way to explain it or not. But like. I don't do that on purpose. Like I'm not like sitting there, you know, in like a laboratory going, how could I make the audience feel like they're part of it? That's just like naturally how I am. That's naturally like my charisma, I guess. I've always been like a people person. I've always been like able to talk to people. And now this year specifically, this this past couple of months since I've had this unblocking of this, this burden lifted off my shoulders, I feel a lot more... Um, like I'm just talking to you. 
like when I'm on stage, like, cause I used to feel very robotic and then sometimes I feel robotic more times than others. And if I feel super robotic, I just, I just want to just jump off the stage and out a window and I hate my whole life and I hate my whole self, you know, and I don't know what it is about me that always felt like that. But lately the past couple, like when I did Sean Boyle's show a few weeks ago, Boyle's blowout, like, I feel like, like. I'm talking to you. I feel like I'm talking. To, I'm telling you a story. Like, like, I'm not performing to a room of people. I'm telling a bunch of my friends a story. Like, oh, you guys, guess what? I just found out that I can't take my cat to the vet anymore because she tries to fight everybody in the office. You know, and I was like, I know. I taught her that. I caught. I taught my cat self defense. You guys, because of boy cats. You know, and then like I'm, I'm like telling a story, you know, and then um, they, that goes on and on. And there's even like a, a callback that that goes to something else that I use in that joke. But like it's crazy. It's crazy. I just I just feel like um, like it's just super leveled up and I'm just doing really good shit now. And I have this video, the video that I did at Rinster Teeth Feathers. That's another video I have on YouTube, which is private. I have that video, and I've been sending that out to people, just trying to get booked, just trying to get on shows. You know, I don't I don't go out a lot. When I do go out, I usually get booked onto something, or somebody like says, "I want to book you on something," you know, things like that, which is always great. I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, uh, so we did. So so back to my week, I guess we went to. Uh, Sacramento yesterday for uh, Jesse Rivera's Backyard Funnies. Uh, and that was such a dope show. Serena was there, Serena Gamboa. She's one of our favorite people. And a bunch of other comics were there, a bunch of Sacramento comics that we met. Um, Angel Castro hosted the thing. It was a good time. It was a good time. Jess Roberts came. Uh, we met her. It's so crazy because uh, we met Jess Roberts uh, when the pandemic first started. Not, you know, not right away, but like, you know, a couple of months in. I guess, and she's, uh, yeah, Sacramento, Jess is Sacramento, but we haven't met Jess in person yet, so we finally got to meet Jess and, and, uh, and her baby, so that was super cool, and it was just super fun, you know, just hanging out at Jesse's house and, like, just chilling with some comics and just having a good time, I really enjoyed it, um, so yeah, like I said, I don't really have any shows coming up or anything, um, but I'm excited, you know, I'm excited about what the future holds, I feel like I'm doing my best work of my life, you know, like, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm great, I'm this, I'm this, I'm the best thing since fucking this and this, but, like, I really do feel like I'm doing really good, and I really do feel like, like, there's been a time where I almost didn't want to, like, put myself out there, you know, imposter syndrome, right, imposter syndrome is a real thing, and, like, I almost feel like I did, I, I feel like I didn't belong, that was another thing that we kind of discovered during the journey, that I've always felt like I didn't belong in, in, in social settings and in, in living situations and in, in jobs and in, in all these different things. Um, I've always felt like I was an outsider, an outcast. And so I'm working on getting past that. And I think I feel like since I do have this unblockage, this thing lift off my shoulders, I think that's something that I can work on and I can move forward on. And I'm just super excited about what the future holds because I want to get on every stage in front of every person and hold every microphone. And I want to like do like all these different awesome shows in the Bay Area. And I want to travel and I want to go to Reno and I want to go to Vegas. I'm going to Texas and 
go to Austin and go to San Antonio, right? Go to Houston. I want to go all these different places. I want to go to New York. I want to go to, you know, New York City and and New Jersey and and maybe not New Jersey and Boston and, and, and Philly and, and DC and all these different places. I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. Things are are moving moving at, at a pretty good pace for me right now. You know, I'm I'm lined up to get a promotion at work, which I'm super excited about because that's gonna help us financially. And I feel like if 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 we can do a little bit better financially right now, because you know times are tough, man. You know we're struggling. Um, but if I could do better financially and have things a little bit more under control, I guess is a better. You know, I'm not like behind, but like I'm barely there. You know. Um, I feel like, you know, I'll be able to do more comedy, go out and, 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 and go to these places and go to these things and, and, and do comedy in front of these people and get booked over here, right? This guy's going to see me at this show and this guy's going to see me at that show. And I have a bunch of people that I'm kind of waiting on getting back to me who I sent videos to who said, yeah, I'll book you. Let me work on getting you a date. So I got kind of like a couple, a couple things going on. So. I'm, I'm all winded now. I'm all fucking winded. Um, I got some food waiting for me, so I'm going to go eat. I don't know how long I've been recording here. Uh, but I think I think we've covered uh, a good deal of stuff. Um, I had a good week. It was very positive. I had a show get canceled. I love Retro Junkie. Uh, they told me that they would reschedule. Because I was supposed to host. I love hosting. I love, 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 love hosting. Let me host. Book me to host shit. Um, but you know, that's going to get rescheduled and I'll host there again and it'll be fun. And I'm at retro junkie all the time and I love retro junkie and don't get me wrong. You know, I, I was happy to be home on Thursday night because Cinco de Mayo was the next day. Uh, so it's kind of a blessing to disguise a little bit. Cause like, you know, we're out there at night and people are probably partying the night before getting ready for Cinco de Mayo and they're drinking and driving. And I just, I'm, I was better off to not even leave my house. Um, and then we had that backyard show on Saturday and um, I'm just having a good time. I advanced in the competition for the first time ever. And I feel like you know, I'm being super braggy about it. But like the next time I advance, I probably won't be so jazzed. You know, it won't be the first time, you know, so I won't be telling you guys about it three times in one podcast. I posted about it on Facebook. I'm sorry. I just I felt like, oh, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I look like an asshole. But like I'm just as excited about it. It's the first time I've ever done it. You know, I'm getting older and. I, I did that. I crossed off my fucking bucket list. Next time I'll be advancing again. And I'll be advancing again. I'll be going to a finals. Maybe not this time, but, you know, next time or the time after that or three times from now or six times from now or whatever the case. But it'll, it'll happen for me. You know, maybe someday I'll be in the World Series of Comedy. Maybe I won't advance, but, like, being in it would be a fucking huge honor. Um, so we'll see. Sky's the limit. I'm super excited about what, what I can do right now. I feel like I have this power. I feel like I'm running really funny jokes and I feel like I'm very likable and I haven't felt like that in a very ever, <laughs> you know? So just keep, keep, keep root, cheer, cheer, cheering and rooting for the home team. And I will talk to you guys very soon. And this is episode two and I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope I have some cool people on in the future. And I hope, uh, uh, I can sit here and talk to you about another week filled with comedy because that's what I want to do. I want to have weeks filled with comedy and I want to sit here and talk to you about it. Follow me on Twitter and all those other bullshit social media places at Funky Sam Medina and everything else at Hypothetical Comedy and HypotheticalComedy.com. Hey, thanks. Have a fucking good night. Peace. <laughs>